0: You are now listening to Tempo Podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you for subscribing. I would love if you would share this podcast with everyone you are connected to in and outside of your communities. It is our pleasure to bring you fresh content monthly covering various topics involving lifestyle, purpose, performance, and also passion. These cornerstones help us explore conversations relative to self-awareness and self-development for the sake of creating momentum in a person's life. So today on episode six, part two, we are still building from the phrase, when you know better, you do better. To get a better understanding of this series, uh, please check out part one with our special guest, Rod Brooks. He's a drug and alcohol uh, counselor and also advisor. But this interview shed light on his drug and alcohol addiction and his triumphs over the addiction to give people motivation and some inspiration to um, help in the process of overcoming their particular addiction. But in in this second installment of this series, we are exploring the factors of doing better and what are the causes that may hinder our progression during this process. So today's topic is sort of easygoing, but it has a huge complexity to it. See, enlightenment is the total application of knowing what to do and when to do it. If you haven't already listened to uh, our first episode titled uh, Provision, I spoke of a concept called strategic forms of care, which is an extension to enlightenment. They are these four points I want to share with you. Number one, preparation or planning. That is the act or the measure or the process. Second, um, collaboration. Collaboration encompasses. Your effort to align what you are thinking and what you are feeling and placing these two into an action. Third, disposition, which is the arrangement of priority. You would place emphasis into what you are pursuing or what you are thinking. And last but not least, number four, execution. Execution is the process of enforcing your thoughts multiplied into actions. This concept, I believe, if you carry it out in this order, has the ability to produce enormous results. However, I, deba- I debated this many times over with people. And most people would say, Chris, people do know better. They just, they just choose not to do better. Well, I said it before and I say it again today. And I will say it, you know, throughout my lifetime. Many people walk in the Earth's surface do not know or understand how to do better than what they are currently doing. We cannot expect some people to do better than what's really in front of them. However, we all have historical moments that we can build momentum from to pursue the notion of doing better. But allow me to add this to the argument of doing better or not doing better. The chief reasoning is most individuals desire to feel important. However, once this desire is not being fulfilled, these individuals begin to repeat a behavior that promotes the desire to feel important. (music) The desires are this. Number one, preservation of life. Number two, food. Number three, sleep. Number four, money. Number five, sexual gratification. And number six, appreciation. And last, I want to add number seven, encouragement. All of these elements arouse a special enthusiasm. But if they are not met, then we get to observe and identify the deficiencies in someone's character. As I said a few moments ago, we can build momentum from historical experiences. So my historical experience that I have um, that corresponds with this topic of enlightenment is this. Uh, Some years ago in 2006, I was teaching high school students and I realized something. about enlightenment that helped me um, till this day. And this is, uh, let me give you this example to give you a clearer picture about uh, what I'm talking about. So we're going to examine a classroom for a moment and its ecosystem, what what makes this system work, right? So each student in a classroom receives the same information. However, we all know and understand that each student learns at a different pace than the other. Each student is responsible to retain the information that has been presented to them. However, we all know someone in the classroom will have a challenging time trying to keep up with the workload. At this moment, which is pivotal, the student has to make a precise decision to acknowledge their shortcoming, right? And pursue the pivotal move that can elevate them to the next level of understanding, which is they need to seek the teacher's help. Now, at this point, the student is set free from the disconnect involved in the classwork. Why? Because the responsibility now shifts to the teacher. Subsequently, it is the teacher's duty to manage the ordeal from here. So in this scenario, a balance of knowledge was created. The student acknowledged the problem and searched out the resource that can possibly help. Now it's up to the teacher, which is the manager here, to grant instruction. So in comparison to life, students are like children or any person that is under authority. They need managers. They need teachers to guide them as they go forward. So enlightenment is the responsibility of both the student and the teacher or the child and the parent. As we transition um, within the topic of enlightenment, our first step is performing a autopsy. An autopsy is essential to find um, a cause of death. So in this instance, what is the cause of death toward people not pursuing the design of enlightenment, which ultimately will bring someone out of generational curses, out of drug and alcohol addictions. It will bring someone out of prostitution, bring many people out of the sense or the ability of procrastination. I believe it's one cause. All of these deficiencies that we are seeing in people's character are birthed out of the ideology of criticism or for some, the spirit of criticism versus the ideology of approval or the spirit of approval in our societal viewpoint. We live under a spirit of criticism, when in fact, we all should be living under a spirit of approval. We are criticized from the very moment we are born. Is the baby cute? If the student Is the student smart? Does he or she behave properly? How are we dressed? And so on. This criticism is embedded in our societal fabric. It is what we use to measure success and failure. This element of criticism, it removes someone's thirst to be enlightened. It removes our responsibility to one another to share in the exchange of knowledge. It creates barriers between generations. It creates barriers between socioeconomic classes, between neighborhoods, between schools. It creates barriers between religious groups. Criticism is rooted and grounded in us. We have endless debates about if LeBron is better than Jordan, if President Obama is better than President Trump, if Christians are better than Muslims. What if? What if you remove the veil from your eyes and build through the exchanging of your knowledge, your skills, and your resources among the people closest to you, then multiply the same pattern to others in the same environments? What if? What if we scale back our perceptions of race, our perceptions of positional hierarchy, our perceptions of political affiliations, our perceptions of suburban and urban locations? Just scale back the perceptions and let us relearn like children, not having answers, but sorting through the verbal and nonverbal communication. What if? I want to leave you with this question today. What if? What if we begin to live life from a perspective of approval and not living according to criticism? As we close, I do not want to complete this topic of enlightenment. My desire is this sparks a curiosity for you to question some norms we became accustomed to. Our responsibility is to enlighten the generations preceding us. So he or she does not live according to criticism, but live life From the perspective of approval of tomorrow. To live under the ideology or the spirit of criticism, it restricts our possibilities. It creates false burdens. Then we get to see the addictions, the people with no ambition, the people with no direction. Therefore, to live under the ideology or the spirit of approval, we get to see not only potential, but the manifestations of someone's ambitions. Hope you enjoyed Tempo Podcast today. You can subscribe on all podcast platforms and on our website at www.paysetmovement.com. Thanks for listening. And until next week, remember, create momentum, then dictate Tempo.